Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Loretta Young, Adolf Manjou, Burgess Meredith. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to another gala evening here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, the Gulf Theater brings you Loretta Young, Adolph Manjou, and Burgess Meredith in the famous motion picture success, A Star is Born. Loretta Young came back to Hollywood from a vacation in New York especially to be with us tonight. That'll give you some idea of just how much the stars think of the Gulf Theater. It's their own theater. They want to appear here in the Gulf Theater because, in doing so, they're doing their part for a truly worthy cause. You see, in return for their appearances here, Gulf gives generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to help build a home that will take care of the needy of the entire picture industry. And here come our stars for tonight. Adolf Marzu and Burgess Meredith escorting lovely Loretta Young to the Gulf microphone. Frank Tours conducting Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra brings down his baton, and the show is on. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Oliver Niles, and my business is plotting stars in their courses. Which means you're Oliver Niles, the well-known producer. Oh, Oliver Niles, the great producer, Mr. Pryor. Why be so modest? Did I ever tell you about the time that Variety said... Well, that's another story. The one I intend relating tonight is of a star who rose and of a star who fell. And their names are Vicky Lester and Norman Maine. Norman was the most popular romantic leading man of his day. And at the time my story begins, he was at the height of a brilliant career. His only faults were that he was too kind, too generous, and too willing to say yes to every invitation. I remember distinctly the first time I called him to pass for... Well, go ahead, Oliver. Get it off your chest. I guess I got it coming to me. Now, look, Norman, I don't want to preach, but I'm trying to make pictures with you, and... <laughs> Now, listen, Niles. You're talking to Norman Maine. I'm the biggest box office darling in the industry. Now, that may be, Norman, but the point is that I and all your other real friends can't stand seeing you fall apart. Fall apart? That's no way to talk, Oliver. Now, if you'd said I was disintegrating... Norman, I am serious. All right, Doctor, let's hear my condition. All right, you're late on the set. You can't remember your lines. The studio wastes hours on account of your hangovers. And all because you've got to have a good time every day. Every night. Now, listen, Oliver, you're a swell guy, and let me tell you something. I'll be ready for curtains whenever the time comes. For my epitaph, you can use one of those signs they hang over these pinball games in the drugstores. What's that? Good for amusement only. Well, let's forget Norman Maine for the moment and bring into focus a star as yet unrisen. 
named Esther Blodgett. Esther was just another pretty girl in a great army of ambitious, hopeful youngsters who arrive in Hollywood every year. We only handle that business, Blodgett. Who told you to come to Central Casting Office? A gateman out at one of the studios. How long have you been in Hollywood? Almost two months. I, I haven't been able to get a part, not even a small one. You see, everything's very quiet just now, so, so until things pick up, I'd like to register here for extra work. We haven't put any new names on our register in over two years. Why not? Well, the best reason is there are no jobs. My advice to you is go home. Oh, I couldn't give up. Why, well, I knew it wouldn't be easy to get started. After all, every artist has to expect indifference just at first. Miss Blodgett, do you see all those little lights flashing on that switchboard out there? Yes. Those are people calling for jobs. Every one of those little lights thinks it's going to be a star. Do you realize what your chances are? Only one in a hundred thousand. Yes, but don't you see? Maybe I'm that one. wondering how my two stars in their separate orbits ever met. Well, it was quite unexpected. Esther was down to her last few dollars. So she became a waitress at parties given by movie people to celebrate a marriage, a divorce, a new baby, or a new picture. One night, Esther was passing through the crowd with her tray of hors d'oeuvre, trying out some impersonations in the hope that some director might notice. Oh, I beg your pardon. Do you care for some hors d'oeuvre? They're delicious. Really, they are. I beg pardon? Oh, oh, yes, yes, thank you, miss. Well, I must be going now. Really, I must. What's the matter with her? Screwing? Eh, too bad. Nice-looking girls. What'll it be, Mr. Main? Hello, Joe. Scotch and soda, double. Excuse it, please. You thank you for some of these. Well, look who's here. I thank I go home now. I want to be alone. Now, wait a minute. Don't tell me. I can guess. Garble? Well, yes. I, I mean, no. <laughs> uh, would, would you care for some more dirt? No, thanks. I'm on a liquid diet. Oh. Well, in that case, then I... No, no, no. Don't go away. I just remember that this is the night I fall off my diet. Oh. They're caviar. They are? Uh-huh. Really? Well, now, let me see. Which one would you take? Well, perhaps it'd be easier if you looked at the tray instead of me. No, I'm sorry, but I couldn't. My heart would never forgive my eyes. Tell me, uh, have I had too much to drink, or are you very beautiful? You've had too much to drink. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll have my work to do in the serving. Now, wait a minute. Don't leave me like this. Oh, I, I must now. No, please, let me go. No, 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 never. I mean to follow you into the ends of the earth, the ends of time, even to the... Well, what's this place called? Serving pantry. Yes, even to follow you to the ends of the serving pantry. <laughs> well, what do we do now? We'll dish up some more hors d'oeuvres? Yeah? <laughs> well, I, I don't know what you're going to do, but I have to wash some dishes. Fine, fine. I love to wash dishes. What's your name? Esther Blodgett. Esther Blodgett. My name's Norman Maine. I know. Well, here's a towel, and, and there's a dish if you really want to work. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Now, let me see. What are you smiling about? I was just thinking about all your fans. How surprised they'd be if they could see you now. Yes, they don't know my finer side. <laughs> they'd be pretty envious of me, meeting you in person. What about you? Huh? Are you disappointed in me? Yes. What? Oh, oh, no, no, oh no. look what you've done. Well, a little debris makes this room look lived in. Oh, 
Tell me, tell me why you disappointed in me. Oh, because. Are you uh, ready for another plate? No, no, why because? Well, just because. Now, do be careful of that one. It's very big, and so it must now, be very Why big. because? Why are you disappointed? Well. What? I, I hope you won't be angry. No. But I think you drink too much. Oh, oh no, 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 that slipped right out of my hand. Well, I'll sorry. never be able to explain it. No, you this. won't have to. Come on, let's get out of I here. I can't. The dishes aren't finished yet. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yeah, there aren't any more dishes to do. Let's go. Come on, out oh. the back way before they catch it. No, now you can't go in yet. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. I must go in. Why? You said you wanted to see Hollywood. But I have seen Hollywood. And Santa Monica and Beverly Hills and even Long Beach. Well, what about the rest of Southern California? You can't slight Coronado and Palm Springs and Arrowhead. (laughs) I'm afraid I must, really. Good night and thanks. No, wait a minute. Yes? You realize that all I know about you is that you're crazy enough to want to get into pictures. Why is it crazy? Look at you. Yes, that's what I mean. Now, look. I, I, I'd kind of like to go into this matter a little more thoroughly. Let's go up to my place and talk oh, it over. Oh, no, no. Thank you very much, but I really must say good night. Wait a minute. At least I can see it at the door, can I? All right. Has anyone ever told you that you're lovely? I, I don't think so. Well, now you know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, good night. Good night. Wait a minute, will you? Yes? Do you mind if I take just one more look at you? I was wrong. You're not just lovely, you're enchanting. When will I see you again? I don't know. Maybe never. Why not? Well, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you, you won't even remember my name. I, I'll be the mysterious Miss X in your hangover. What makes you think that? Because you're a great star. You've had a great deal too much to drink. And, and I'm not even a bit player. Why, I'm even less than an extra. You don't mean that that's all that's standing between us. Well, isn't that enough? <laughs> oh, I thought this was something serious. Look, can you meet me at the studio at 10 in the morning? Well, I, I guess so. Why? All right. Now, I'll get you the best makeup man, the best director, the best leading man. That's me. And you'll have the best screen test that ever came out of any studio. A screen test? Oh, you're not joking. You really mean I that I... I mean that, if, that if, 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 if you want your chance to be a star, why, here it is. Oh, but I do. I want that more than anything else in the world. Well, then go to bed, Esther. Go to sleep and dream of dragon cameras with Kleeglide eyes, of canvas castles and a make-believe moon. Yes, and while you're about it, you might as well pick out your spot in a make-believe sky. For tomorrow, you start to shine. Down comes the curtain on Act One of the Gulf Theater production, A Star is Born. During the brief intermission before the Gulf Curtain rises again, Bud Heaston wants to mention something that's been front-page news all week. Now go right ahead, Bud. Thanks, Raj. Snow, sleet, and below-freezing temperature have just given all of us proof that old man Winter has at last launched his annual attack against the family automobile. 
Well, there was a time when that meant a lot of worry about the radiator, about the stiff grease in the transmission and differential, about how your car would stand the winter in general. But this year, you'll find the answer to cold weather in Gulf's Winter Guard service. Your good Gulf dealer is ready to fill the radiator with this new Gulf antifreeze, a permanent type antifreeze that can't boil away even during warm spells. He makes your gears and transmission work free and easy with winter-grade Gulf lubricants. And he uses special Gulf Flex lubricants on the chassis so that your car rides better and steers better. For a really thorough preparation for cold weather, such as we've just been having, get Gulf Winter Guard service at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. Now the curtain of our Gulf Theater is ready to rise on the second act of A Star is Born. Starring Loretta Young as Esther Blodgett, Burgess Meredith as Norman Maine, and Adolph Manjou as Oliver Niles, the producer who is telling our story. Let me see. I've told you how Esther Blodgett came to Hollywood and how she met Norman Maine. Norman talked me into giving her a screen test. Contrary to my expectations, my cameramen, makeup artists, and directors all proclaimed Esther a great discovery. And so our publicity department went to work, with all the magic at its command, to announce the star. Born in a trapper's hut, high up in the Rockies, she dreamed of the footlights as a lonely child playing amidst the mountain wildflowers. We present Vicki Lester. What do you think of that, Miss Blodgett? Oh, she sounds wonderful. I'd love to meet her. Who is she? Oh, didn't we tell you? <laughs> You've got a new name. You're Vicky Lester. Vicky Lester. What? We call that a take. That's a good scene, Mike. Well, thanks, Mr. Niles. Say, that Vicky Lester's good enough to be featured, don't you think? Featured? <laughs> don't be silly. Vicky Lester's going to be my next star. Oh, I thought she was much better than Maine was. No, Maine's not so bad, but it's Vicky Lester they'll go to see. Isn't she, darling? Oh, that Lester kid's a gold mine. Didn't you like Norman Maine? Was he in it? (laughs) (laughs) The Trocadero. Isn't it wonderful, Norman? I used to read about it in the fan magazines. I never dreamed I'd be here. Well, here you are, with Hollywood at your feet. Ah, those lights down there. Yeah. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's like a crazy quilt. No, it's not a crazy quilt. It's a carpet spread for you, Esther. Oh. A carpet will give you anything in the world that you want. Because tonight you'll become a star. I hope it'll make you happy. Why, hasn't it you? Me? No, no. I don't know. I've had all the material things that are supposed to make you happy. You know, there's one thing that I've never had. And lots of times I told myself I'd found it, but I always knew that I was lying. Still, I've never stopped looking for it. Maybe it'll come, Norman. I think it has come, Esther. If only it weren't too late. Oh, but it's not too late. Yes. Norman, it's yes. not. You can have anything in this world if you only wish hard enough. Can I? Are you sure, Esther? Oh, yes, Norman, I'm very sure. Darling, will you marry me? No. 
thank you. Why not? Well, because you're not dependable. You throw away your money and and you drink too much. Suppose I quit drinking and I save my money and become absolutely dependable on all occasions. Would you do all that to me if I said I'd marry you? Oh, yes. Do you mean it? No. No, but neither did you mean it when you said that you wouldn't marry me. Oh, darling. Their wedding was as simple as a three-ring circus and as quiet as New Year's Eve in Times Square. After their honeymoon, which was a race between them and crowds of fans and autograph hunters, I went out to their Brentwood house to see them. Well, sit down, Oliver. The reporters have cornered Esther there. I'll do the honors. Have a drink? Oh, thanks. Too well, you know, man. Well, I hate to drink alone, but it's better than being sober, isn't it? How's the dividend situation? Well, we may uh, show two million on the quarter. Is that right? Enchanted Hour was a big hit, eh? Oh, yes, yes. They, uh, they raved about Esther. What about me? Oh, let's talk about it some other time, Norman. No, let's talk about that right now. Look here, do you think I'm slipping? Can you take it? Go ahead. Your tense is wrong. You're not slipping. You've slipped. Oh, I... D- my, my, my fan mail's still big. Well, fans will write anybody for a photograph. The stamp only costs three cents. I see. That makes them cheaper than wallpaper. Look, Oliver, I do know what you mean. But just wait, will you, till I do this next picture with Esther? They'll say that I'm better than I ever was. Well, now, that's really what I came out here about, Norman. There isn't anything for you in Esther's next picture. I've more or less planned to star her in a picture of her own. I see. I'm sorry, Norman. I want you to understand this is not my personal decision. Yes. I merely represent stockholders. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. Don't be. Remember, I told you once that I'd be ready for curtains when my time came. Well, now that it's here, I can bow out gracefully. Don't worry. Come on now. Fill up a glass. We'll drink to the bitter dregs. As Norman Maine is dead, long live Mr. Vicky Lester. gave the spotlights and the applause to Esther, but the hurt burned deep into his soul. He took to disappearing for days at a time, reappearing a drunken, sodden, unshaven wreck. But Esther's love for Norman never wavered, not even when he disappeared the night of the Academy Award dinner and she had to attend it up. Now, we pay honor to the lady, or rather, one lady. We present to her this statuette. The Academy Award for the finest performance of the year. Miss Vicki Lester. Go on, Vicki, stand up. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and, and all the people who have been so kind and generous to me. When something like this happens and you try to... Tell hey! Norman. Hey! It's a very pretty speech. Norman. Sit down, Norman. You're drunk. No, that's... I want to make a speech. Oh, no, darling. Not now. You're not well. well. Come on, darling. I, let's go. Let me alone. I want to no. make a speech. 
Gentlemen of the... of the Academy and fellow suckers. Oh, darling, don't. I got one of these statues once for the best performance, and it doesn't mean a thing. What I want's a special award. I want a statue for the worst performance of the year. Darling, please. And what I'm here to find out is, do I get it or don't I? Yes, I know. Norman. He's passed out cold. Please, Oliver, help me. We've got to get him home. After Norman passed out at the Academy dinner, Esther sent him to hospitals and sanitariums. But each time he was released as cured, he was worse than when he went in. The final straw, as far as I was concerned, was the front-page publicity they received when he was arrested as an incurable alcoholic. And the court remanded him to the custody of his wife. The next day, I went down to their beach house in Malibu. Well? He's very weak, and very tired. He's been in the next room sleeping nearly all day. Do you still love him, Esther? Or do you feel sorry for him? I think I love him better than life. So now I'm going to stay with him and try to help him. I can't make any more pictures, Oliver. What do you mean? I mean that I'm going away. For good. Norman. But you can't do that. You've just reached the top. And you've worked so hard to get yes, there. Yes, but you and Norman worked harder to help him. I thought it all out, Oliver. Maybe it's still not too late to... to go away with him and... Start all over again somewhere. But it's your life you're giving up, Esther. Yes, so I can try to give Norman back his. Well, this is goodbye, Oliver. It's really goodbye. There won't be any more Vicky Lester. What? Well, goodbye, Vicky Lester. You were a swell person. And good luck, Mrs. Norman Maine. Thank you. Do let me know how you come out. Oh, please, God, it's got to come out. Oh, Norman. Well, darling, I, I, I thought you were in the next room. Hello, Esther. Oh, I came out a little while ago to watch the sunset there in the water. I fell asleep on this chair. Oh. Well, Oliver just left yes. here. Yes, how is the new story? Well, there isn't going to be any new story. There isn't ever going to be any new story, Norman. There isn't? No, I haven't told you before, but... Oh, darling, if you only knew how long I've been wanting to get away from the whole tiresome mess of making pictures. You really mean well, that? Well, of course I mean it. Grease paint, hairdressers, fittings, six o'clock calls, and those interviews, and those arguments, and squabbling mm. over contracts. Oh, it'll be so wonderful to do what I want and not what some nagging, stupid director tells darling. me. Darling. I've hated it for so long, Norman. I only did it because I wanted you to be a little bit proud of me. I am proud of you. I'm terribly proud. Now I'm free at last. You see how much happier I'll be? Yes. I think you're going to be much happier. Oh, we'll have a wonderful... Wonderful? We'll have a second honeymoon. Only this one will last forever. All right. Where will we go first? I don't know. We might start out in the car. What? Drive away from Hollywood in all directions? We'll across the Rockies. Not until we get the brakes fixed. Oh, darling. Oh, it's so good to hear you talking like that. Are you happy? I'm terrible. That's happy. what I wanted to hear. You know what I'm going to do right now? No, what? I'm going for a swim. 
going for a swim, yeah, huh? I know. You put these things off, you never do them. But darling, it's winter. I know. Don't let the California Chamber of Commerce hear you say but that. look how cold it looks out there. Oh, you're a brave man. I have my moments. So long. So long, darling. Wait. What's the matter? Do you mind if I take just one more look at you? You said that a long time ago. The night we met. That's right. Remember what else? Remember that I said that you were not just lovely, that you were enchanting? Yes. Well, goodbye, dear. Goodbye, my darling. Everything I do reminds me of Norman. Because you're not just lovely. Oh, you're enchanting. Well, I can even hear his voice speaking to me. And I can't answer him, Oliver. And tell him how much I love him. I'm proud of you. Terribly proud. We'll take the car and drive away from Hollywood in all directions. Someday. Someday, Esther. Now. Now, Norman. I'd be proud knowing that all my love did for you was to make you run away from yourself. Norman, I want to be with you. Don't you understand that my work is done? Yours is just beginning. Norman, I can't go on. You can and you will and I you can't, must. I can't, I can't. Me, Esther. Oh, for me. Norman, don't go, darling. Norman. Oh. Miss Green. Miss Green? Yes? Yes, Miss Lester? Miss Green, call up Oliver Niles. Ask him to pick me up in a hurry. In an hour. Here at the Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard is gathered one of the largest crowds ever assembled to do honor to a star. The star is Miss Vicky Lester. And she's here beside me with her producer, Oliver Niles. Will you introduce Miss Lester, Mr. Niles? Certainly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are standing in the famous court of the Chinese theater, which is paved with cement blocks in which great actors and actresses have imprinted their names and footprints for all to see. Standing beside me is Vicky Lester. We are here to pay her tribute at the premiere of her greatest picture. Tell us, Vicky, are you proud? Proud? Oh, yes, yes, I'm very proud. The stand of this microphone happens to rest on a cement block, bearing the name and footprints of a truly great actor and a truly great man. That's why I'm proud to stand here, 
proud to bow my head humbly and in adoration. I'm proud to say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mrs. Norman Maine. Young, Burgess, Meredith, and Adolf Marjorie. And thanks to Charles Taswell for a splendid adaptation. Loretta, it was swell of you to come in from New York, especially to be with us here today. I understand you had a real cold spell back east, too. It was more than that, Roger. It was the granddaddy of all cold spells. Why, well, I had to wear woolen socks and mittens all the way out here. Excuse me for eavesdropping, folks, but... I hear that by now, pretty nearly every part of the country, from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico and from New York City to the Rocky Mountains, has had a good dose of winter weather. And I guess a lot of us have had a bit of trouble starting the family car so that we're asking ourselves, what can I do so that my car doesn't act up again and doesn't make me a peck of trouble some cold morning? Well, here's the answer. Easy as one, two, three. One, fill your crankcase with winter-grade Gulf Pride motor oil. Gulf Pride lets your motor turn over no matter how cold it is. It gives real protection after your motor's warmed up. Next, point two, get a tank full of Gulf No-Knox gasoline, the new stepped-up Gulf No-Knox that fires instantly, even inside a stone-cold cylinder. Finally, point number three, keep right on using both Gulf Pride motor oil and stepped-up Gulf No-Knox gasoline. With these two Gulf products, and with the help of the special Gulf Winter Guard service, it's easy to laugh at winter. Now, folks, let me tell you what the Gulf Theater has in store for you next week. It's a rip-roaring farce, and it stars the man you've all asked to hear, Errol Flynn. With him will feature Nan Gray, Jane Wyman, and Alan Hale. Hear what happens when Errol is chased by two beautiful girls. Say, Bud, incidentally, what would you do if you were chased by two beautiful girls? Me? <laughs> Yippee! Yeah, I thought so. But Errol Flynn doesn't feel the same way about it. Oh, no. In fact, he really gets himself in hot water. So be sure to listen to the Gulf Theater next week. And here, Allergic to Ladies. Starring Errol Flynn, Nan Gray, Jane Wyman, Alan Hale, and Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. <laughs> And so, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everyone, for your neighborhood good Gulf dealer, and reminding you that the Red Cross not only rushes to the aid of thousands of Americans in need in time of floods, earthquake, fires, and terrible storms, but the Red Cross is also a vital part of our national defense. So join the Red Cross now, and tell your friends to join. Loretta Young's latest picture for Columbia is He Stayed for Breakfast. Burgess Meredith has just finished second chorus at Paramount, and Adolf Maju can soon be seen in the Hal Roach production, Road Show. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.